0: Yeah, plenty of food to eat and relatives to say good morning. Now, yeah? uh, well, hallelujah, praise the Lord! I know a lot of people are on vacation uh, this week. It's one of those weeks in the year where you can take a couple of days off, and uh, they're they're up north uh, tending to some things up there. So we'll see them back earlier this week. But there are a lot of people on vacation. It's one of those times in the year where you can take a couple of days off and get like ten, so uh, it was a pretty popular popular uh popular time to take off. oh good morning, good morning. and praise the lord amen um, this is uh last part of two thousand eighteen, and uh, I sensed that uh you know as I was just seeking the Lord the other night and you know what what's ahead for us what what's 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 going to change what what's on your heart what's on your what's on your mind what's what's written in the books of heaven that you wanna pour out this year and uh I remembered um the words that have been coming right the words last week Kathy was saying uh you know we think uh that she's, because of the season that we're in and the culture that we're in uh with Santa Claus coming and so on uh you know uh we better be uh nice uh naughty and nice kind of thing and uh she was saying our culture is so uh set on uh you know being good and somehow working up uh uh you know that well I've been good this year right and thinking that when something bad happens to us, well, what did I do wrong? And sometimes we we equate our relationship to the Father in terms of whether we feel good or feel bad, or whether we uh, have done something right or wrong, whether we uh, have been good or we're uh, pursuing sin, right? And Kathy was saying that the Father's heart is not that at all. It isn't based on whether you're good or bad. She said there are consequences for sin, right? There are consequences. There are consequences for sin. You know, you go speeding down the highway at 100 miles an hour and there's an officer off to the side of the road, you know, it's probably not going to uh, just let you go, right? There are consequences for disobeying the rules and the laws, and such is the same of heaven. There are consequences for sin. There are consequences for not obeying the Word of God. But Kathy was saying, uh, you know, have you been naughty or nice? And I remembered back when I was little, uh, there used to be a Sears catalog, and really the only way that you ordered things back then, right? And the Sears catalog was really thick, And in the early days, it's what the young kids sat on at the table to get up high enough so you could, you know. But I remember going through the Sears catalog and and circling the things that I wanted. Circling and identifying and making a list and checking it twice and three times and five times and making sure that my mom knew what was on that list and reminding her occasionally and probably more times than she cared to hear about. But uh, we've made our lists, you know, we've made our, uh, our hopes and dreams, and perhaps you're still making lists even today. You know, I ask my kids, uh, what's on your list for Christmas? You know, I want to get something that you want. I want to get something that is going to bless you. I want to get something. So if I got my, my teen, not a teenage anymore, he's 22 years old, my son right if i got him a barbie doll and was real excited because it was one of a kind right it was one of those ones that you get off ebay for thousands of dollars that are just nothing like it in the world and it you know does everything he probably wouldn't be very excited on christmas morning opening up a box and finding out it's a doll he probably even my daughter Probably wouldn't be very excited about that. They're, they're, they're experiencing different things in life. They're growing up. They're maturing. They have different needs, different desires, right? And so really, I get thinking about what's on our list? What's on your list? Surely you were asked this season, uh, you know, what do you want to do for the holidays? Where do you want to go? Where do you want to spend the time? What's on your heart? What would you like for a gift? Would you like to go out to eat? Would you like to go and see the lights at La Salette? Would you like to, what would you like to do? Well, we all have our lists. We all have the things that we, that we love. Some of them, you know, what are you asking for? A chariot. Chariot. Yeah, like Elijah, right? 2019 is going to be different than 2018. 2018, if you experience depression and bondage, and, and warfare. 2019 is God's, God's perfect order in regard to His judgment. I sense that the authority and the power of God is going to come upon the people in a new way, not because you've done anything right, not because of works, not because you've been nice, not because you've been naughty. It doesn't depend on those kinds of things. It depends on the will of God, It depends on the love of God. It depends on the Word that is written about you in heaven. It depends upon His plan that He laid out before the foundations of the world when He knew you, before you were in your mother's womb. It depends on His Son, Jesus Christ, and His blood by which we have a way to the very throne room of God. So 2019 is declared at Tabernacles to be different. He said you were kings and priests. He said you were anointed. He said He wanted you to know who you were in Him. Who am I in Christ? Who am I in the heart of the Father? And in Tabernacles 2018, He announced, it's going to be different. And calling you to be kings and priests. Kings and priests have a higher level of rulership, both on earth and in heaven. That rulership, he, first he wants you to know who you are, so you rightly understand the authority that's coming to the, to the church, just in recent words that he brought, he wants you to understand it's not because you've been nice. It's not because you have uh, blessed someone. It's not because of anything that you could think of having to do with the law. It has to do with God's love and His grace. Now, I'm not discounting the law. The law is valid. Jesus didn't do away with it. It's still there. But it's not the measure by which we measure ourselves to determine whether we are qualified to be kings and priests, which His Word declares that we are. It's not the qualification. The qualification is the blood of Jesus that allows you and I to come into His presence and to experience Him perfect order in regard to his judgment, and it's not about naughty or nice. You know, we think of ourselves, we make these lists, we ask for maybe toys, my kids asking for cell phones and electronic equipment, they're asking for vacations, some people even ask for money and food. We ask for all kinds of things. We ask for security. Maybe we're asking for somebody to love. Maybe we're asking that somebody would love us. Maybe we're asking for deliverance in the places where we have been so familiar with in the past. Maybe we need emotional healing or physical healing. We ask for a lot of things. A lot of those things are God's, his very heart. Maybe we ask for a visitation or an encounter with God because for years we've heard about the encounter that other people have had with God that changed their life, that set them on a course and they were never the same again. Maybe we're asking for an encounter for our children, for our loved ones, for our family members. All of these things are terrific things to ask for. They're honorable. They're very much of his heart. They're very much of what he's thinking about every day. We know that the Word tells us that whatever we come to ask him, we're not to doubt. And there's the struggle. Right? Let's just be real about this. Let's be honest about how we walk through life. We read the Word of God and it says, you have not because you ask not, right? It says those who come to Him must come to Him uh, in faith, believing that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. And so we get up our courage To go into the very throne room of God by the blood of Jesus Christ, knowing that we're called, knowing that he knows our name, and we ask him for whatever it is that was on your heart in that moment. And then we return to the job or the place and doubt comes. Well, the word of God says the man who doubts is like the shifting of the waves of the sea. And he shouldn't expect that he'll receive anything from the Lord. Why do we doubt? God knows God sent His Son to be clothed in flesh, and he's standing before the Father saying, "God, I know what they're going through. I know what they're experiencing. The devil's lying to them. God. Let's break through. Come. 2019 is an enablement to walk in a greater degree of the things that you failed at in the past. 2019 is a measure where the Lord brings you to a higher place on His mountain because the high places belong to God. 2019 is the season by which you break through into knowing that that encounter that you've wanted is very much the encounter of God's heart that He wants you to experience. 2019 is about breakthrough. It's about finding Him in a brand new way, kings and priests. It's about the power of God being being coming to the people and being poured out upon the earth. It's about demonstrations of signs and wonders. This is the word that was given at Tabernacles. This is what God said the year would have for us. Do you believe it? Are you going before God with the petitions, God let your kingdom come on this earth as it is in heaven? Every single place where there's sickness and disease in my family, in my loved ones, in my brothers, in my sisters, in this body that you have given me to walk in. Every single place that is contrary to the word of God, let it be on earth as it is in heaven. There are things that God wants you to ask for. And many of the things that you ask for are in his heart, but there are degrees of intensity that he wants you to cry out for. We go shopping down to the mall and we cry out for a good parking space. Okay, that's God. God wants to bless you in the little things and in the big things. But some people never get up the courage To go and ask for the biggest thing, to the grandest thing. I've been depressed as long as I can remember, and I'm believing that 2019 is going to be completely different. Do you dare to ask for things that are outside of your ability to fulfill them on your own? Do you dare to ask for things from the Father? and the things that you can't fulfill by your own work and your own labor and the laws that are of this land, do you dare to go to the throne room of heaven and say, Father, I'm believing that this next coming year, and I'm going to come to you like the widow who came to you constantly until you bless me. Do you know that's, that's a godly position? Enabling us to walk in a greater degree of faith, asking for the things that are impossible. And then we know what Hebrews 11.6 says, for without faith it's impossible to please God. That's why a greater measure of faith is coming. That's why he knows In order to accomplish the things He's asked you to accomplish, you need a greater measure. Now you've all been given a measure of faith, but the greater is coming. The disciples experienced this shift that I'm talking about. They were called by Jesus, they were assembled, they spent years, months and years of their life seeing how it was supposed to be. When there was a need and someone needed to be healed, Jesus healed them. And they watched the kingdom of God unfold before them for years. The three years that Jesus was ministering on this earth. And they were wondering, Jesus, you speak so many things in parables. You speak so many things in ways that we don't understand. Why? Why? Have things happened in your life that you don't understand and you're asking why? You go to Jesus and you say, I don't understand. What have I done wrong? Jesus, I don't understand. I thought I heard your voice to to say this. But the evidence that I'm seeing with my eyes are contrary to what I thought the word was going to unfold for me. The disciples were going to him and saying, we don't understand. You talk in parables. You talk in, in metaphors. You talk, you, we don't understand what you're saying. And just before Jesus went to the cross, he did some amazing things that would position the people to understand. He did something amazing. He transitioned the place where they were in And he spoke plainly to them how it needs to be that they carry on. And they realize within their own lives the things that are prophesied, the things that are spoken about. A lot of people ask the pastors, the priests, the deacons, the elders, pray for me. Ask God to do this for me. We have radio stations. We have TV stations. A lot of people pray to Jesus' mother. A lot of people pray to different things, all expecting and hoping that there will be breakthrough. Jesus knew this in his time, and he gave and he shifted the atmosphere before he went to the cross by talking with his disciples. And he put them on a course that would carry them for the rest of their lives, and he said, "This word will carry you into uh, the ministry that you have uh, that's been spoken, and all the generations to come." John fifteen sixteen, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. That needs to be part of your cry. God, I want to be a fruit bearer. God, I want, to, I want my life to count for something. I want my life to mean something. Because by my own assessment and where I'm at, there is so much more in God than what I've currently attained. He said, I appointed you to bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask my Father in my name, he may give you. John sixteen twenty three. In that day, so when you've come to the end of yourself, And you're experiencing, God, I don't know how to continue. In that day, Jesus said, You will ask me nothing. What? I thought you were my Savior. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father... In my name he will give you. Until now you have asked me nothing in my name. You see, the disciples were going and even ministering out of their own understanding of what the kingdom of God was like. And they were watching Jesus perform the miracles and the signs and the wonders. There was sickness around him. There's sickness around you. There's disease around you. There's things happening in our community that ought not to be happening. I remember just a few short years ago, there was a man sent to us in this region that uh, the doctors said that he was to die a dozen different times. And he had over 40 operations. And each time that I went to visit this man, the word over his life by the medical community is he won't make the night. And I would sit down beside his bed and I would watch his temperature rise from 103 to 104 to 105, almost to 106. And those kinds of things aren't possible in natural human bodies. And the family was called in. He won't make the night. Forty operations over the period of months. But the people of God prayed to the Father and applied the blood of Jesus Christ and released the word of heaven. And over and over and over again, there was a mourning for that man. A brand new day to walk through. The journey back was hard for him, but the Word of God was stronger. The Word of God was more powerful. The Word of God being released through kings and priests, you all because many of you remember this story just a couple of years ago. God wants you to remember the miracles, who you are, who you're called to be. And even though the medical community said that he was going to die, and they needed to prepare for his funeral, and he talked about that with his family, how he wanted it to end up. But there was a day... Where God had something else in mind that he would be put on a plane at the Lebanon airport and flown home alive. And that he would tell the story of how God delivered him to a community of people, his family. You will ask in my name, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. John sixteen twenty five. The things I have spoken to you in figurative language, but the time is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figurative language, but I will tell you plainly about the Father. 2019 is going to be about where the Father plainly tells you about himself where you get to experience him because he determined that this year is going to be as such at Tabernacles. So we get to experience another age, another closure of our calendar tomorrow night. The things that have plagued you in the past, I believe that there is... Uh, I have seen the number 758 almost dozens and dozens of times 7 is completion 5 is grace because it's not based on the law and 8 is new beginnings In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say that I shall pray to the Father for you, for the Father himself loves you. The Father himself is releasing his passion into your life. His dream. The things that has been planted in your heart that you're to go to the Father and ask him for, not based on you being naughty or nice, but er, there is a deliverance happening right now amongst the people of God in the churches all over the nation, that they understand you don't have to be... It's not based on how much money you gave. It's not based on how hard you worked. It's not based on who you are in the community. It's not based on you went to college. It's not based on you had a good job. It's not based on you raised your children. It's not based on any of that. Your sins are forgiven. Period. Because of the blood of Jesus Christ. And because of that blood, the veil and the temple was torn, ripped side to side. And God says, I am your father. Come to me and ask me for the nations. You're not asking for the things that are big enough from, from the God of heaven and earth. He wants you to have parking spaces. He wants you to have cell phones. He wants you to be blessed. He wants you to walk in healing. He wants all of that for you. But you've got to think bigger. You've got to know that the God of heaven and earth has orchestrated, built everything through the Word, which is Jesus. And He's asking you to set time aside and go and find out what is on His heart and let there be unity from heaven to earth. And in that place, all things are possible. All things. Sickness cannot stand in that place. Disease cannot stand in that place. Oppression cannot stand in that place. The word says the moment he arises, fear runs. But it's dependent on you. The days of asking someone else to do it. The days of asking somebody else to sacrifice. The days of asking someone else to get the word from heaven. The days of asking some other place or calling up some number. Those days, are still there's still power in that, but not the new. Not the authority of God where God wants to change your life in a personal, intimate, passionate way of demonstration. The God of heaven. Boom! Jesus said, the Father Himself loves you. Ask Him. He's not saying ignore me. He's not saying, disregard the things that I stand for. He's just saying, I want you to know the Father. I want you to know His love and His passion, His heart. I want you to know His character. I want you to know who He is. I want you to know how He feels about you. I want you to know the thoughts that He thinks towards you. That's what He's saying. Ask the Father. My Father loves you. And if you ask in My name, translate that into saying, if you are saved and you are one of the children of heaven, if you are one of the Christians that are the true Christians that have taken the blood of Jesus Christ and applied it onto your life, if you are one of the sons, if you are one of the saved ones, then you have the right to go and enter the secret place. Not everybody has that right. You need to understand not everybody can go and experience the Father in the way that He's drawing us right now. But you can because you know Him. You've been sanctified by Him. You've been redeemed by His blood. You've given yourself for a time such as this. And in 2018, I want to start seeing the things that are wrong in the earth. The disease. The people that have been given hours to live. I want to see the Word of God come and totally change everything like they did for a man called Herman Jones. I want to see when there are people on the earth walking in depression and anxiety. I want to see my God show up in the light and the power and the truth of heaven and change everything. I want to see a deliverance. I want to see the upper valley transformed. I want to see the power of heaven. I want to see Jesus in the natural walk amongst people where they're craving for His shadow to pass by them. I want to see the hunger of this upper valley come to righteousness. The Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came forth from God. So as I close, as we close 2018, you can agree with the Father You can agree with the words prophesied over this house, over this region, over this upper valley, over this nation. You can agree with the other churches throughout this nation who are hearing the very same messages and the passion of God. You can agree with God's word over your life and what that pamphlet says that I gave you a month ago. Who am I in Christ? Who have I been created to be? You can agree with the word of heaven. And you can seek the Father for yourself. And through a many-membered body, Christ is revealed. Christ. So as we close 2018, while I'm in the courtrooms of heaven, While I'm in the throne room of God, I declare that every single spirit that has risen up in the past generations and in the past years, every spirit that stands against the Word of God is already defeated, cannot stand, their camps are being imploded by the Word of God, the truth and the light of Jesus Christ is breaking through every stronghold, breaking through every barrier, breaking through every place of resistance. The past is the past. It has no hold on you. Every place that comes to lie and cheat and steal to you, to tell you that you're something less than the child of God, is a lie. And that is closed up in the past and cannot be reopened. And the Word of God opens the doorways to the future in, this, in your lives and in the community and in this nation. And that there are, is a prophetic move in your personal, intimate life, not like your neighbor's. Because you're not called to be like somebody else. You're not called to be like me. I'm not called to be like you. But in Christ, we're called to the same thing. You have a destiny. You have a call, and I'm praying that there is deliverance for the people of God into the understanding of sonship. That the kingdom of God suffers violence, but the violence take it by force because they understand and they know and they're working in the power that God released at Tabernacles and said would become your personal experience. So as we close 2018 and perfect order in regard to His judgment begins to be poured out upon the people. Perfect order. God's governments. God's authority. God's power. The way things ought to be. The releasing of the anointing. Jesus said, go into all the earth and tell them about me. And I give you the power to bind and loose, and whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loose in heaven. The transition that the disciples went through in those days, the opening of their mind, the opening of their spirit, the opening of the kingdom of God, Jesus transferred and said, now you walk as I have walked. And you do the things that I have done. That's what's happening in 2019. So I want you to continue to cry out to him. I want you to continue to call your friends and your relatives and your pastors and the deacons and the elders We will continue to stand with you. We will continue to pray for you and uphold you and stand alongside of you, declaring this word to be your experience. But it doesn't discount your own activity. You have to stand as well. I have to stand as well for my life. And as the body comes together as we come together in the unity of his word, power to be poured out in these tri-states, in northern New England and across the world. This isn't my word. This isn't Sean's interpretation of the Bible. This is what God said he would do in tabernacles. This is what his word declares. This is the, the path that he has had us on. It's not about naughty or nice. It's not about a list and checking it twice. It's about heaven touching earth. It's about the fulfillment of the prophecies that are written about you in heaven. How bad do you want it? God wants you to be so passionate about it. He wants you to be so focused on it. So like Jacob, just about to meet his brother Esau, knowing that he was about to die and being wiped out, he wrestled with God, the angel of God, across the brook all night long until God blessed him. You're not, it's not an option to give up. God is who He said He was. God will fulfill His word. God will have his way but he wants you to be just as passionate just as focused let faith fill every gap let your brothers and your sisters strengthen you when that period of time comes and then like he said to Peter let's get back to about workings of the kingdom he said strengthen your brother And when he returns, see, there's going to be a return of the people that have walked away. The people that have said, I can find another way. It's prophesied in the Word. It's prophesied in this house. It's prophesied in this region. This region is the horse gate. You are to possess the gates of your enemies. Do you know what that means? Possess the gates of your enemies. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, exciting times we're living in. We'll see a lot of people coming back from a vacation. Kathy and Lonnie will be back later this week. And uh, I know that they are seeking the Lord to know about the major decisions that need to be made uh, both spiritually and the natural. And we bless them and we encourage them. We thank God for them. And uh, hallelujah. Any announcements that we need to uh, have? I know there's lots of food next door, as there always is. Yes? My, uh, my friend that's just been in the hospital in Boston, we prayed for him a couple times. Yes. So. Yes. Um, Yeah. had and the smile Oh, in his face. that's wonderful. He wow. It's beautiful. The work. And beautiful. Thank you all for that. God's word is true. Amen.